Hello and welcome to Into House Sports with Jay and Jay. Good day. Hello. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode number 28. Happy Halloween. It's Saturday, October 31st, 2020. Um, episode number 28. Our featured athletes today, number 28. You got Buster Posey and one of Dad's favorites. Marshall Falk, Los Angeles Rams. I think yes. He, are you sure? But he played for St. Louis at the time. He played for St. Louis before that in Indianapolis. Yeah, but uh, Hall of Famer, Marshall Falk. Yes. Anyway, so we've got tons of stuff to discuss. Dad, what do we, what do we got? Well, we're going to talk firstly about the um, Major League Baseball, the World Series. Uh, great series, Tampa Bay versus Los Angeles. Uh, Dodgers pulling out in Game 6. We will talk about why a good thing it did not go to Game 7 because if it had gone to Game 7... It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been played. They may not have played it or maybe it would have been in 2021, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, but great series. You had the Tampa Bay, again, we've talked about their payroll versus Los Angeles Dodgers payroll. Jacob, the payroll of the Tampa Bay raised $28 million. Kyle Lowry of the Toronto Raptors, $33.3 million. But that was also like less because of COVID though, right? Less prorated, but still this year, Kyle Lowry making $33.3 million versus the Tampa Bay's team uh, payroll, $28 million. And this is a quote by some guy named Chris Waldner. He says, in quotes, um, take charges, get paid. Meaning Kyle, Kyle Lowry doesn't mind, mean, doesn't mind getting hit in the paint. Goes down, you get you get hit in the paint, you get paid a lot of money. Anyway, take yeah, it away, carry on. So, uh, so it was a good series, um, but the, the play that, you know, since last week, I think there were three games. There was game four, game five, game six, all being played since our last episode. Um, and the game that took place was the game on Saturday. What an ending to that. So we briefly go over that play in game four. Bottom of the ninth, Dodgers were about one strike away, and then we got... Brett Phillips. We got... Brett Phillips. Oh, the, the the pinch hitter. Okay, carry on. Oh yeah, Brett Phillips. Sorry, hits it, and then we got I think Taylor and Taylor in center field. He absolutely boots it with a center. No, it was yeah in center fielder, and then Randy Rosarina goes around trying to score the so they so one run scores and then Kiermaier scored. Um, they throw they throw to um they they throw it to the to the it's catcher. A relay, the relay, and then Randy Rosarina trips. You know, I've done that before. I've done that in phys ed. I've done that. He, he trips in the most crucial time. That would have who else, ended the game. Who it else tripped this past week? Are we talking about that? The uh, the uh, quarterback of the New York Giants running, running, running. That was two weeks ago. But, I know, but running at full speed. That's what we wanted to discuss last week. Laces, but carry he on. Yeah, another fall in sports. <laughs> um, and then anyway, but then it caps off because the catcher, um, the catcher of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, yeah, it was. It was sorry. It was. The center fielder Taylor, yeah, and then the catcher was Smith. I don't know. I don't know his first name. Last Smith. name Smith, and he he loses the ball, and then they score. So it was it was unbelievable. I thought it was gonna be. If you're, if you're, at that moment, if you're a Los Angeles Dodger fan, you just would have been losing your hair. But I can't I, even explain it. ESPN explains it best with their game summary and their game log. Uh, Philip singled to right to right center. Rosarina scored on air by catcher Smith, and Kiermaier scored on air. Phillips safe at second on fielding air by center fielder Taylor. So three errors in a play. It was just one of those plays. And I was cheering for Tampa. It's just one of those plays you'll just never forget. It's just, I mean, it's been fantastic. As a sportsman, you've seen many great plays. This one's going to stand out for a long, long time. For, as far as baseball, this might, go, this might go back to Kirk Gibson for me in 1988 uh, when he yeah. hit his home run. So, but it uh, didn't. But honestly, it didn't lead. If the 
the Dodgers rebounded. They won the series 4-2, two games later, getting their first World Series. And they're, they're, they got to do – L.A.'s got to have one big parade. You got to get the Lakers. You got to get the Dodgers. You got to get everybody in L.A. When COVID ends, there's going to be tons of ticker tape, and it's going to be one heck of a parade when this pandemic ends. But, yeah, the Dodgers had complete control. I think they were they were going to win that game in extras if it would have went in. Unfortunately, that error happened for the Dodgers, but they, they won it. But uh, I just want to say before we carry on, uh, just a congratulations to Dave Roberts, manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He is the second African American to lead a team to a uh, world, uh, sorry, a Major League Baseball championship. The other being listeners, who knows? Uh, of course, our Canadian fans out there probably know, but it was yes, Cito Gaston, both in 1992 and 1993. So Roberts joined Cito Gaston as the second African American to lead a team to a championship. So there's a, some good did you know. Anyways, DYK. Carry on. Anyway, Seeger, Corey Seeger, I think led. I think he had a 400 batting average throughout the playoffs or even either in the playoffs or in the, in the playoffs or in that series. He took home the World Series MVP trophy. Meanwhile, Randy Rosarina hot throughout the entire playoffs. Um, he'll get a big payday wherever he goes next. Who knows, who knows if yeah. Tampa Bay is going to want it will be able to sign him after He's a good guy to follow. 364 batting average in the playoffs, and he performed under pressure. So, um, but then at the end of the World Series, you know, you thought, okay, Dodgers won. ESPN has an article: World Series 2020, the oddest of World Series ends with the most 2020 moment of the season, and that is uh, Josh Turner testing positive Justin. with the. Oh, did I say what did I say? Josh. Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> You know, I, I call it, who who is Josh Turner? I feel like Josh Turner is um is carry a, on with Josh. He's an please. American singer songwriter. Um, sorry, Justin Turner testing positive with the COVID with COVID midway through the game has to leave the game. Um, brings back shades of like Wilmer Flores of New York New York Mets being traded in the game, and then he comes back and celebrates with the team. I have a picture here of him celebrating. I think I have it. No, I had a picture of him. He was celebrating without. A mat. He was celebrating without a mask. Could you imagine that somebody leaves because they have COVID nineteen and then they come back? I'm came not back, a fan of it. Came back an hour and a half later. Want to be part of the team picture. Want to be part of the celebration. Uh, not the smartest decision. Uh, and to quote a good friend of, uh, of ours and a regular listener of In the House Sports with J and J, Mister Beron in Vancouver. And this is his. This is his quote. I hope he doesn't mind. I'm sure he won't. Uh, he says here. The whole situation, uh, the quote is appalling and he should be fined and suspended by Major League Baseball. Make an example out of that clown. He can afford it. At least a year suspension. Um, I can't disagree with Mr. Barron. You think he should, uh, should be suspended for a year? Uh, I don't know about a year. I think it's a long time. I don't know time. if it's hit, but is um, it is, but they could have been shut down by ownership. Oh, I want to come back and celebrate. No. You're not celebrating. You have COVID nineteen. You need to isolate for four. I don't know what the regulations yeah, are in the United it's, States. Whether it's him or the team or lose draft choices or uh, I'm not sure, but there's got to be some kind of a fine. I'm shocked that the some, that we haven't heard from this week that the Dodgers, somebody on the Dodgers, has COVID. I'm surprised. Nonetheless, this week two more famous athletes. We got Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of Clemson. He has COVID, and then today Simona Halep, she has COVID nineteen. So week after week, more cases. Um, but I'm surprised none of the Dodgers players have revealed that they have it. I think at least some. I thought there's going to be an outbreak. So that was why we said there might not be game seven because in previous cases, if a player has COVID 
they, you know, they have they don't play for a week. Dad has a live college football update with Clemson. We don't, we don't usually talk about NCAA uh, football. We got the number one Clemson Tigers playing uh, Boston College, and right now it is thirty-two to twenty-eight with Clemson's backup quarterback, some guy by the name of um, DJ Uagalili. Uh, I do not think you said that. Uh, but anyhow, uh, just yeah, just another example of somebody else getting COVID. Um, so yeah, it's just so irresponsible. The Dodgers. We'll see if there's a fall. There will be. I think there'll be some suspension. I just wanted well, to say that. Well, have they? They haven't even said anything about it yet. I'm surprised MLB hasn't even said overlook. Have they said they're looking into this matter? They must. Yeah, be. you know, it's a good point. I haven't heard anything. Maybe they should fire the manager and and have. It's not his fault though. Fire the manager, the manager and, and have the Dodgers going to have to move back to Brooklyn because of this. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I just we spoke about our Rose Arena, um, and we mentioned Brett Phillips, the walk off in Game Four. I just wanted to say the last walk off. This is a DYK. DYK stands for Did You Know? Um, Joe Carter, Toronto Blue Jays, nineteen ninety three. Actually, it was October twenty third, almost to the day. That was the last walk off in Major League Baseball, and the one prior to that, nineteen eighty eight, Kirk Gibson. So that was just an amazing moment. But uh, now, I just wanted to also say. Um, are we, we're just talking talk about the new manager of the Chicago White Sox, Tony La Russa. Uh, back in baseball, I think it's been eight years since he managed baseball. It's been 34 years since he last managed the Chicago White Sox. Uh, some people think it's not the best of signings. He's a little bit older. He's got young players. The times have changed. Strategies have changed. You got a hot shortstop in Chicago White Sox, Tim Anderson. He's a little bit uh, he's a little bit uh, out there, likes to celebrate and. Uh, I think Tony's kind of old school. I don't know how much he's going to allow him to, for the, for the players, not just Tim Anderson, but the others too. Uh, like it, I'm not sure how the fitting's going to be old school. Well, he's been away school. from baseball since for ten years, yeah. so that's that's crazy. You know, he he won the World Series. He's won three World Series to his name, um, and you know, coming back for Chicago. I don't know. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it won't be. We'll have to wait and see. Who knows how this? It's a season. How the 2021 season, don't even get me started on that. As Major League Baseball, as you were telling me earlier this week, Dad, is losing a lot of money because of COVID. Like everything, MLB if, or NBA, if they don't start before uh, this coming out, if they don't start before 2021, uh, they could lose a billion dollars. And that's yeah. Yeah. a billion dollars, a lot of money, potential money. Um, guess what today is? We got a little segment. We got some Halloween stuff. Happy Halloween to our listeners. It's pretty cool that it fell on Saturday. Uh, who knows who will be trick-or-treating. Last year, we had like a record at our house. It was crazy. We had over like 100 people. Today, what's the over-under, Dad, for trick-or-treaters? Oh, that's a good question. I think I thought we had about 150 last we year. We had so many. I, we, we had so many. Listen to this. This is off topic, but we had so many trick-or-treaters last year that I had to go to the Shopper's Truck Mart <laughs> and buy some more Halloween candy. We ran out of that as well. Well, I guess the I'm over, pretty generous with that. I would say the over-under on the number of trick-or-treaters at our house, again, the house of in-the-house sports with J&J, uh, 50. Really? I'm thinking 25. So you're going on the under. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd be taking yeah. under. I hope there's a lot. Anyway, 50. Okay, well, pretty we'll good. That. We'll um, let you know next week to our listeners. We'll let you know. Anyway, uh, I got the scariest guys to face in sport. Every sport. I want first person to come to mind. If you don't have anybody, that's okay. In the NFL, who would be the scariest person to come to mind? Uh, or do you have to just you can think about it while I tell you mine? I mean, the first person comes to my mind is Aaron Donald, but nah, that's a scared. good pick. Yeah, no, yeah. not scary, like scary as who? Uh, oh man, I don't want to face. I was thinking Miles Garrett of Cleveland. He's a he's yeah. a beast, and then JJ Watt as well. Aaron Donald, an excellent pick as well. Uh, in baseball, do you got anybody that comes to mind? Uh, 
like give me yours first. I'll say, I'll say an Arnoldus Chapman. You know, when somebody's throwing 101 miles an hour and right by you, I'd be, oh, I'd be incredible. Like, what a crazy. Yeah, yeah. These relief pitchers throwing the 101, 105. Uh, I don't know. Aaron Judge, is he scary? Nah, he's not so scary. Yeah, maybe as a pitcher, you know, you're six foot seven in the box, 270 pounds, what? gone. You throw it and he. Who's your scary man of the NBA? Scary be man. I got a few scary men of the NBA. <laughs> Draymond Green. He's a – but Draymond Green, also Zion Williamson. I would not want to get dunked on by that guy. But I think the scariest guy is Russell Westbrook. Freight train coming at you. And then he taunts you with that rock the baby after. <laughs> um, so uh, that's who I got. What about you for the NBA? Oh, that's uh, that's uh, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. I, can't, I think about the Toronto Raptors. Anybody scary on their team? Uh, not really. Kyle Lowry. Don't want to run into him. He's a pit bull. Um, OG. Yeah, you wouldn't want to meet up with OG either. I don't I'm know. I'm not talking that. about like for a fight. No, I know, I know. Ah, I think you're uh, Draymond Green. A good choice. Um, oh, what about James Johnson? James Johnson. Uh, Philadelphia. Oh, 76ers, Dennis Rodman. Seventy Sixers. Um, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. He'd be kind of a scary guy coming down. He's into that's a great pick as well. What about hockey? Anybody for hockey? Uh, yeah, I would say that the scary guy would be uh, Johnny Goudreau. He's a pretty scary guy. <laughs> well, five foot five of them. But, He's actually uh, like five nine. Um, uh, I got Ryan Reeves of uh, Vegas and Zdeno Chara. Just don't want to be checked. Um, and then for golf, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau would be scary. Uh, Especially if you're a rules official, you would not want to mess with that, that guy. I think that guy, Mike Weirsey, he's a pretty scary guy. Um, Moving along now, uh, a little bit of NFL. We've talked about on this show previously a few times. I just want to bring up that that uh, duel, Nick Foles versus Mitch Trubisky. Well, last week, Nick Foles against my team, the Rams, 28 of 40 for 261 uh, yards. His pass rate that night was 66.8. He did not get the job done. The Rams' uh, defense was in his face all night long. Nick did not play well. Uh, the, the Chicago is now 5 and 2. Uh, again, you've heard me say it before. I'm not sure why, but I call. I kind of pulling for Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I, 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 is he going to get another opportunity? Uh, I don't think he'll get another opportunity this week. But if Chicago loses this week and next, we'll see if the teeter totter continues. It will go back to Mitch Trubisky. So just wanted to comment on on that. Um, power rankings according to NFL. Uh, we, you and I spoke about this this past week. But the bottom teams in the NFL for power rankings, uh, the second last team is the New York Giants, and the last team is the New York Jets. So oh, both two, both New York teams are are in the in the toilet, and uh, I think they're going to be in the toilet for a while because they're just uh, not very talented. Uh, two quarterbacks that were drafted and expected to do well, Darnold and um, quarterback, of the, is it Jones? I'm blanking. I think Jones of the Giants, uh, two quarterbacks that are just yeah. not leading their so teams. The- I was just going to say the Giants were expected to improve this year on their performance last year, and they're just not. Well, yeah, and the thing is, though, is that they got Trevor Lawrence waiting for them. Could be the savior, um, potential number one pick. Um, tanking is a whole other issue. I'm reading a book about the Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers, about tanking, and that's a whole other discussion. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. They are. It's pretty crappy that they have both of the New York franchises ranked numbered the worst team and the second worst team. But uh, I don't know. Has has the New York Jets have they ever won the? Oh yeah, they won in like the they won the sure. they won with Joe Namath. I know that, but I but um, that was a long time ago. That, I don't think they've ever won the Super Bowl since then. So they've been bad for a. And long then the time. New York Giants, Eli Manning led it to them. So not all, so you know 
you're good and you're, you know there's some franchises in sports that are just good uh miami the miami heat um and toronto raptors lately and then san antonio spurs but every team has their upsides every team has their downsides um but uh very interesting that you brought that up i wanted just to also just finish up on, on the just a little bit about the rams the last week uh, uh just uh, the the rams so far unbeaten at sofi stadium sofi uh, sofi uh, they're three and oh so far not beaten at no at sofi that's right now uh something i did hear during the broadcast of last week's uh a game between the rams um um and the um rams by the way not even in the, in the playoffs right now oh is that right yeah they're like they, <laughs> they arizona has a tiebreaker over them okay sofi stadium last week um hosted the monday night game of the week how many venues have hosted the NFL Monday Night Game in the history of the, I guess, uh, in the history of the NFL? So they said that SoFi was the blank venue to host it. So how many different okay. stadiums do you think have hosted Monday Night? Our listeners, please. I'm uh, going to go with. You please, you can, and again, you 42. can. 42. 42. I'll give you the answer in just a minute. Uh, but again, you can, please, uh, you can, you can tweet us at. The House Sports. But yeah, you can let us know if you got it right. What is it? Well, I guess yeah, you can. So yeah, you can turn the, you can mute this if you want to give the answer. But the answer is sixty-eight. What? Sixty-eight different stadiums wow. around stadium number sixty-eight. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, nice stadium, no fans. Uh, one day we hope that they get there. And isn't uh, it? Ironic? It's kind of ironic. They build this new stadium for more fans, and then like I guess it's better, you know, facilities. But now they like fans can't even. Fans like one day it's gonna be full. Oh, great days. We went, it's just amazing to think about it. Like full stands. Like that's just a, it's crazy to see like the contrast between sports with fans, sports with no fans, especially those NBA highlights. Um, that's just brought, that just came to mind. Uh, one thing I want to discuss, we're going to go back to some more Halloween stuff. Okay. Dad, have you heard of the curse of the Billy goat? That's one thing that I want to bring uh, up. Please remind me. But so with ahead. the Chicago Cubs. So back in the, in uh, the middle of the 20th century to so the 1900s, uh, the owner told some some man that he couldn't bring his goat. He had a goat, and he said, "No, you cannot bring your goat into the stadium, into Wrigley Field." Um, and then the guy said, "Well, you're never going to win another World Series again." Chicago Cubs winning the World Series. What is it? Two or three years ago now. And that Chicago Cubs, they just and I, my fingers are like they just won that World Series. Cleveland was so close to beating them. If they wouldn't have won, then whew, I don't know how they're doing now. They're definitely. They didn't, they didn't go that, do that well in the playoffs this year. That's one thing that I brought up. There's another thing I read about the Langham Hotel in London. A bunch of cricket players uh, were having trouble sleeping because of ghosts. And then I read about this a long time ago and then just read about it again. The Skirvin Hotel, a ghost named Elfie haunts the hotel. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, I've read this. I read, I've read that the NBA players will value their sleep. So that'd be pretty scary. I, you know, I haven't been in a haunted house. I remember one time we were in San Diego and there was like an opportunity to go in this house. I think it was called the Whaley House or something, and we didn't go. But these houses are so touted to be haunted. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big scare. I don't like scary movies. So uh, that was interesting. And then the Curse of the Bambino, that was when I think Babe Ruth left Boston, and then they finally won, and it was in 2004. But that's what came to mind. That's our Halloween segment, yeah, uh, cool. part two of our Halloween segment. Uh, one thing I want to discuss is we are gonna we're gonna take a look at TSN, so the Sports Network, Canada Sports Network. They have top ten moments of the week, so the most memorable moments. And let's go over this week's number one, and that was DK Metcalf, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, doing a completely having a completely different role. Uh, Russell Wilson, quarterback of the Seahawks, throwing an interception to Arizona Cardinal. Uh, I don't know what position he played, Buda Baker, and Baker took off. 
and Russell Wilson was trying to chase him, but you could see DK Metcalf, one of the NFL's brand new excellent receivers drafted, I think just last year, uh, six foot three, 230 pounds, just muscle, strong guy. And he just came back and, um, just chased him down. Chased him down. You got to see that play. So it's just what an incredible play, you know, to have that, you know. That's cool. Like he would be good both sides of the field. And dad, I just showed it to you. What are your first impressions of it? Well, I think he was making up. It was the week before, the week, two weeks before that he, um, Russell Wilson threw a long bomb to him and he caught it, was running. And he thought he was all alone and the ball was knocked out on the one yard line. I'm pretty sure that was Metcalf as well. Was it? That not? was Metcalf. So you never give up on a play. He hustled. And I think on that play, I might be mistaken, but I think thereafter, Arizona ended up settling for a field goal. But Arizona won the game. Uh, and not a, a touchdown. So his efforts prevented a touchdown. Oh, it was so, so good. You don't give up on it. And, and it's just it's that kind of – you don't see a lot of those chase down. It's like, it's like a little – you know what it reminds me of? LeBron James chase down block on Andre Iguodala. It's like a chase down block. It's the closest thing to a chase down block we will see in the NFL. It was so good. And that was our that was the number one moment of the cool. week on yeah. TSN. That's a nice new feature, Jay. I like that. That's Thank cool. you. So check that out on you can YouTube it or find it wherever yeah, you can. Yeah, you can find it. look at TSN and you just look at must see moments. We've got uh, about nine minutes left. I've got uh, so, so I got a few DYKs. Uh, uh, did you know? A uh, few things. Um, Fred Funk. Uh, made the cut. Uh, this is this met week's uh, Jacobs met him. Did you have an autograph uh, golf ball for him? Uh, he autographed this hat I had. So Fred Funk playing in this week's uh, tournament. The um, I think it's the Bermuda Championship. And he made the cut. Fred Funk, I believe, at 64 years of age, is the oldest to ever make a PGA cut. I don't think you're right because I read that Sam Snead made one. He made the PGA Championship cut in when he was 67 and Tom Watson made a cut at 65, well, but he's right up there. One of the oldest people. That. I thought he was the oldest. So uh, he was struggling a little bit today, but uh, hey, he's going to get a little bit of a paycheck. So congrats to Fred Funk. That's a well-known name in the world of golf. Um, and his son, he's playing with his son, Taylor Funk. Well, Taylor Funk's probably caddying for him today because Taylor is not playing this yeah, week. Yeah, 7381. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. The, uh, of course, the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he is throwing out, um, throwing out his. Uh, he's backing the um, decide the desire of the Kansas City of Kansas City to bring the Toronto Raptors to play in Kansas City. They would be known as the temporary. They'd be known as the Kansas City Raptors. Is that what you're saying, or is that what they're saying? That's what the the mayor of Kansas City is suggesting, and Patrick is backing it. So I'm not. I don't know if it's going to happen. Owner of the Kansas City Royals, Patrick Mahomes is. That's right. Part, so uh, owner, said, so know. we'll see. They that's. The, the NBA would, might be starting up in, in less than two months. Where are the Raptors going to be playing next year? So it may be Kansas City. Maybe it'll be somewhere in the state of New York. Uh, maybe we'll be in Toronto. So that's stay tuned news. Uh, again, we got no NBA for a while. But, uh, yes, we do have the draft coming up. I'm sure we'll be talking about that And soon. then free agency whenever that happens. Yeah, got that. Um, what else can I tell you? We've got – we haven't had a KBO update. Uh, you know, we've, we, it's, amazing, it's hard to believe that we went – through KBO updates, the Korean Baseball Organization updates for weeks leading up to Major League Baseball. So we've kind of forgotten about them. But just to, to remind our listeners of the D.C. Dinos, still number one. Playoffs are about to start there. The, and the, uh, the D.C. Dinos? NC Dinos. NC Dinos. Okay. And the SK Wyverns, the team that has uh, Jamie Romack, the Canadian, uh, they're still in ninth place. These guys have been in positions one and nine all year. Jamie Romack right now is hitting 285. He's not having a bad year. That's pretty good. So I think he, I think he's had a good second half to the season there. But again, we'll continue to follow 
the Dinos through their their uh, Major League Baseball playoff that's that's coming up. Uh, another bit of news: um, I participated in the 2019 Boston Marathon. The 2020, of course, was postponed. And news this week is that the Boston Marathon for th- 2021 is going to be pushed back at least till the fall season, because otherwise it'd be in six months' time. And to let runners know, so will oh, it even but I happen? Thought, I thought Donald Trump said a vaccine was coming in weeks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, not. Never anyway, mind. Don't get yeah. me started on that. So that's, uh, thank you for that. And uh, so Boston <laughs> Marathon, perhaps, uh, again, I did in 2019. Uh, I like to think I didn't run the last Boston Marathon ever. So uh, it'll uh, happen again. Of course it'll happen. But when will it happen? So it'll be interesting to follow that. The fastest man in the world, Christian Coleman in the United States, will be missing the uh, Tokyo Olympics next year. Uh, it's to do with a uh, doping yeah. scandal. He missed, he's supposed to check in. With uh, with the um, he's supposed to do a bunch of tests, blood tests to see if he's been doping. He didn't do them. Punish and he pun- he got, got punished. That was for two years. They couldn't get a hold two of him years. and all this. So Christian Coleman, uh, you know, hard to believe that these guys do this to their bodies and then they can't compete on the biggest stage. So too bad for him. Uh, I guess that opens the door for well, our Canadian. Yeah, but Andre de Grasse. Yeah, but you're, I agree with you. But who knows if. Like, oh, hope the Olympics. Oh, I hope they happen. There's lots of hopes for next year, that's for sure. Um, One guy I wanted to bring up was golfer Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris, he has... Zalatoris? Yeah, Zalatoris. Zala- oh, for, I am just sucking with the name. You're names. usually the pronunciation guy here. Zalatoris. What is it? Zalatoris. Zalatoris. <laughs> Jeez. Botch that one. Will Zalatoris. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Jeez, gosh! I anyway, just blanked what about him. what about him? What about the the big Z? Um, he had eleven top twenty consecutive top twenties on the Corn Ferry Tour. But the thing is that he's been playing on the PGA Tour and he has been lighting it up. He actually isn't even a member of the PGA Tour. Uh, but this week he can be he can get his membership if he finished better than tied for 69th or better. Well, the good news for him is that 68 players made the cut, so he is definitely going to get his um. Uh, his card currently tied for fifth, fifteenth, and five back of leader Doc Redman after three rounds at the Bermuda Championship. So he's uh, not on the tour, but if he he's has like temporary, season. yeah, he has like he just he's played well enough to kind of keep playing in future events. But the guy's one of the hottest players on tour. Uh, he's been on fire lately. Um, he's been just consistent, and he finished tied for fifth, I think, in the U.S. Open. Um, and he's just been he's just been doing really well. So a new name to follow in golf. Um, and it's incredible to see these corn fairy tour guys go right up to the next stage and just excel. And they, they always do that. One thing I want to discuss for golf is, are you dad, are you team hoodie or team non hoodie for golf? So basically over the past couple weeks, golfers have been rocking the hoodie. We got Tyrrell hat in here. I have a picture for you wearing a hoodie, basically like a golf kind of hoodie. And then we got Rory McIlroy here wearing a hoodie as well. You know, and then we got Colin Morikawa. I noticed this when he won the PGA Championship, he had kind of like a throw-on sweater thing as well. So, you know, traditionalists to golf might say, "Why are you? Why are they wearing a hoodie?" You know, this is you know golf. You got to dress up. But then you got the new school guys, kind of like you know me, who says, "Okay, yeah, it's totally fine to, it's totally fine to uh, to wear a hoodie." Um, like, what do you think? I think it's fine. Might as well be comfortable. I think I, I you got to be comfortable on the golf course. I think the pictures that you show me, they look... Uh, could like, I see you rocking a hoodie? I think you could see me wearing one. I'm surprised that these guys are allowed to wear such relaxed clothing. Uh, 
maybe they'll be allowed to start wearing shorts soon too. Um, so they should be. Maybe. May so I think they look good. Uh, the weather on the PJ Tour sometimes in in the summer months for like in the wearing pants. Oh, no, okay. So the hoodies. So I wear I wear shorts when it's like three degrees Celsius. Maybe we'll see Bill Belichick uh, playing golf with, a, uh, <laughs> with his hoodie uh, sometime soon. Okay, I never noticed that. It looks good on them. Anyway. Um, uh, I think we'll be talking more about the Masters next week. It's two weeks away. Masters two weeks away. Uh, but we do have four Canadians to look forward to uh, playing it. Uh, of course, we got the previous champion. We've talked about him on our show before, Mike Weir. Like Weirzy. previous, like in 2003, not yeah, Tiger Woods. Yeah, okay, he won in 2003. Uh, the other Canadians uh, are Adam Hadwin. We've got uh, uh, Taylor, Nick Taylor, Nick and Taylor, and we've also Corey, got Connors. Corey Connors. So uh, a good, a good uh, specimen of players. I wish that um, uh, Mackenzie Hughes was playing because he's the he's the best Canadian. I'm not sure how the rules work. He's won this year. A lot of it's heavily based on qualifying, as if the tournament was in April. So he kind of played better down the stretch towards the end of the season. He'll be there in 2021, though, for sure. Come April, um, when it happens. Um, but yeah, anyway, we will, yeah, I think that, I think we agree on this, that of those four, which Canadian will do the best. I think we're looking at, uh, Corey Connors yeah, to, uh, maybe excel. Adam Hadwin's due to do something. He hasn't done anything in about a year. Uh, and Taylor hasn't played much golf this year. So, uh, they could, uh, you know, maybe Mike Weir, uh, makes the cut and plays on the weekend. That would be pretty cool. Hey, Fred Funk made the cut. So there you go. There you go. And Mike Weir just turned 50. Anyway, uh, in the coming weeks, we will discuss. We have not forgot about this. We got the uh, Mickels, Mickelson. We got the, well, we're going to bring up well, Yeah, Mickelson, Charles Bark, Phil Mickelson playing with Charles Barkley, and then uh, Steph Curry playing with Peyton Manning. We're going to discuss that golf matchup. It's another one, another golf matchup. We'll discuss that in the coming weeks. Also, big news some of the greatest uh, athletes in their sport, uh, Megan Rapino and Sue Bird. Uh, are engaged. That's awesome. The uh, Dallas Cowboys have dropped 23 spots in NFL power rankings since week one. And NFL.com. Uh, Bill Belichick has not given a vote of confidence. Or sorry, Robert Kraft has not given a, a confidence and vote. And that's to the show. Bill